Hello, I'm Dr. Scott Wadier. And I'm Tommy Welling, and you're listening to the Fasting for Life podcast. This podcast is about using fasting as a tool to regain your health, achieve ultimate wellness, and live the life you truly deserve. Each episode is a short conversation on a single topic with immediate actionable steps. We cover everything from fat loss and health and wellness to the science of lifestyle design. We started Fasting for Life because of how fasting has transformed our lives, and we hope to share the tools that we have learned along the way. Hey everyone, welcome to the Fasting for Life podcast. My name is Dr. Scott Wadier, and I'm here as always with my good friend and colleague, Tommy Welling. Good afternoon to you, sir. Hey, Scott, how are you? Doing fantastic, my friend. Today, we're going to jump into uh, the holiday horror, and we're going to talk about the uh, dreaded weight gain and the misinformation that's out there around it and how we frame our holiday season uh, through the fasting for life lens. And I think it's going to be a really great conversation, um, dispelling some myths and hopefully you guys leave today's conversation and episode with some encouragement and a game plan. Uh, because as this episode drops, uh, early in the wee hours of Tuesday morning, um, Thanksgiving is a mere, uh, week away. So it is mm. next week. Yeah. Uh, we've already gone through, um, Halloween. And if you guys have kids out there, if you're here in the States, you know that uh, luckily our school does not allow the candy and all of that stuff. Mm. Um, it is all little like toys and trinkets and gift bags and stickers and all that kind of thing. But yeah. it's all around us. Uh, it's been out there on the shelves for months. <laughs> you know, uh, so we are we're in the thick of it. And we want to make sure that uh, to you guys, if you're new to the podcast, um, you know, we want you to have the tools and the framework to go through this holiday season uh, successfully. If you've been with us for a while and you're accustomed to kind of how we go about adapting the fasting for life or the insulin friendly lifestyle or fasting lifestyle into our day to day lives, uh, we want to re engage uh, with y'all and have a conversation and kind of just frame out what it looks like for us and then what it can also look like for you, uh, the listener. So, um, Exciting news as well. Next episode is our 100th episode. So stay tuned. We're going to do something special for that. And one more announcement as Tommy is laughing here, um, that we have our final challenge of the year. So November 17th, uh, very strategically situated uh, the week before Thanksgiving, November 17th, last seven day fasting ramp up challenge of the year. And it is going to be an absolute game changer. So yeah. we're going to talk about, uh, you know, how that fits into the holiday plans for some of you, hopefully most of you. Um, and November 17th, you can go to the show notes and the link is there for more information. If you have questions, feel free to reach out info at the fasting for life.com. All right, Tommy. As we get into today's topic and conversation of holidays and the holiday weight gain and the holiday horror show, uh, <laughs> there's a misconception out there that tip, the typical American will gain anywhere between five to eight, sometimes 10 pounds during the holiday season. Mm -hmm. And what's actually come to light with recent research articles is that that is not necessarily true. 
So we're going to unpack that. And then we want to talk about this dichotomy of urgency versus patience. And we're going to share a really cool testimonial from uh, someone who shared it in our group that will allow us to kind of unpack that, connecting that to what the holidays can and should look like based on how we've experienced it recently and through all of the conversations that we've had. So with that in mind, lots, lots of different avenues, lots of different rabbit holes, lots of different arrows pointing in different directions. But I want to start with the, the fact that the holiday weight gain, and don't worry, we'll give you some direct action steps here at the end is, is been said to be, they think they gain about five pounds during the holidays and what actually is happening. And that's from November to January. And what, you know, the, the AKA dreaded winter weight, right. Um, Mm. what actually happens is in the studies that we've looked at is that it's anywhere between, you know, three quarters of a pound all the way up to about two and a half pounds. So if we average that out to about a pound, a pound and a half, somewhere in that range. And it's not that, um, it is the, the amount during the holidays, right? Like that five or 10 pounds, but it's that the research shows that that one, one and a half pounds is never again, relost. Yeah. So it's something that kind of builds right. over the years, over the decades. And they, they found that you don't tend to shed that. So in, in the looking mm-hmm. at the micro, like in just that one year difference from November to January to the following year, it doesn't seem like a big deal. Right. But the fact that 70 plus percent of Americans are overweight, we're approaching 45% obese. And we know the complications that come with that. Um, you know, and there's also the evidence out there that's, you know, the body's set point or the resistant, the insulin resistant, the weight loss resistant side of things as well, that um, very few people are, are metabolically healthy, you know, right. 12% or less, and that 5% all the way up to 25%, depending on the studies show that um, keeping that weight off long term. So the stats are stacked against us. Mm-hmm. So, so what do we do? W- yeah, where do we go from here? What do we do? Now that we've dispelled the myth that, oh, no, it's just the holidays. Well, no, I, I believe it's probably the, you know, the, the, the habits throughout the year and, you know, talking about that patience versus urgency and like, is now the time to really kind of dive in and commit to mm. doing a challenge, let's say, or yeah. putting some intention into the holiday season? Yeah. Some sort of new plan. Like, can I really divert my mental focus I have so many things coming at me from different directions going into the end of the year. Can I really try something new or can I really like put the focused energy that I know it's going to take to actually get to my, my maintenance goal or, you know, drop the pounds I've been looking to drop. But, you know, when you start talking about the holidays and the holiday horror show, like it just reminds me of those blinders that I used to put on because I I knew what the cycle was going to look like. Cause for me, I was more in that, like that five to 10 pound, kind of camp going from like end of summer into uh, towards the end of holiday season. And because there would be kind of this, this break in the urgency for like my diet motivation, there were frustration from earlier in the year. And, you know, when, when you start talking about just the fact that it may only be for most people, like a pound or two, but it's, it's, it's accumulating over time and it's, it's building, it's like a snowball effect, but in the, in the wrong direction, but there, there's physiological reasons behind this because when we put on the, that extra pound or two, 
it, it takes an actual deliberate effort to, to clear out the glycogen stores and to get into ketosis so we can actually burn through those couple of pounds later on. And if we don't do that in a very deliberate way, we don't pay back that, that time calorie debt that we've created, we, we, we're not just going to stumble upon it by accident and accidentally burn through that and, and prevent that accumulation going from year to year. And that's exactly why we thought this was the, the only time that, that uh, like we could, we could put another challenge in at the end of the year. We're like, should we do it right before Thanksgiving week? That seems like that that's counterintuitive, right? Yeah. It's going to be tough for, for a lot of people to, to kind of mentally kind of wrap their mind around like, no, no, no. I think I'm just going to put it off until after the holidays, right? That's when I'm going to need it. But, but no, like if you can prevent that pound or two from accumulating this year and tap into what's happened over from the years past, now you're talking about finishing the year strong and going into next year, like unstoppable. Yeah. It's that encouragement piece where it's like once, and if you guys have been with us for a while and you've been fasting, you know, that or maybe you've done a challenge with us and you've been one of the people that's lost eight plus pounds on average Mm -hmm. during a seven day challenge. And it's not a seven day fast. It's, you know, using fast cycling windows of 18 hours, all the way up to 36, sometimes 42 hours, 48 hours, depending on, um, you know, which schedule you choose. Cause we have different schedules during the seven days that are based on your experience and desired outcome and goals. Mm -hmm. But I love that what you just framed out there was like, okay, sometimes some of you now have the answer and you're like, nah, I'm just not going to do it now. Like, (laughs) I know my tires need to be rotated, but I'm going to wait till January because I know I have another 4,000, you know, 4,000 to 6,000 miles on the tread, right? You know who to call. Yeah, you're like, I got the fix, right? right, I can just pull that lever, boom, I got the fix. So the idea of this urgency versus patience was an interesting conversation that kind of connected some of the dots here with your story and then how we're going to frame out what the holidays could and should, in our opinion, look like. Um, And that really starts with the story that we saw, the testimonial that we saw in one of the community groups, uh, in one of our groups, excuse me. Um, And it was really eye-opening in what you said about you personally and your journey that was mm-hmm. different than the success that this gentleman saw. And I mean, I, I, okay, first let's unpack that, the story or the result, and then we'll unpack this conversation or dichotomy between urgency of doing it now or having the patience and the plan to get the result long-term or just, yeah, I've got the answer. I'll just go, I'll, you know, I'll fix it when I need to. Yeah. Yeah. When I need to, at some point in the future, I'll pull that lever, you know, and then, but one pound, I can lose that anytime. Well, the stats show that we don't. Hey, y'all wanted to take a second and tell you just an incredible story about an amazing company that we've come across recently. Um, And now they are a sponsor of our show. It's airdoctorpro.com. You can head to the website, use a promo code uh, fasting for life to receive up to $300 off. But most importantly, Uh, My little guy, my two-year-old has not slept consistently through the night uh, since he was born. We have tried everything you can imagine. He's our third child. And we're just like, what is happening? So we have gone to great lengths, time, money, and effort to figure out um, how we can help him sleep. And uh, the reality is uh, we were pretty much just resigned to the fact that this is how it's going to be until we put the Air Doctor Pro in his room. And I am not joking when I tell you the first night that we put it in his room, he slept through the night. 
the second night, slept through the night. Now we're up to 35 plus days that he has slept through the night. He has only woken up two times rather than two, three times a night, two times in the last 35 days and counting. And we are just so incredibly grateful. The reality is uh, we had a feeling that it was something that we were missing and the indoor air that we breathe is two to five times more polluted than outdoor air these days. In some cases, up to 100 times more. We spend 90% of our time indoors and we take 20,000 breaths a day. So what's the solution? An air purifier a cut above the rest. I'm not going to lie. We have tried others. We've tried other HEPA filters. We've tried other air filters. We have spent the money and they have not done the results that Air Doctor did in literally the first day that we put it in his room. They filter out 99.99% of dangerous contaminants. That includes pollutants such as allergens, pollen, pet dander, dust mite, mold spores, and even bacteria and viruses. So I don't know what it was that was keeping them up, but it is now gone. So Air Doctor comes with a 30-day Breathe Easy money-back guarantee. So if you don't love it, send it back for a refund minus shipping. Head to airdoctorpro.com. Use promo code FASTINGFORLIFE to receive up to $300 off air purifiers. An exclusive listener um, offer for you as well. You'll receive a free three-year warranty on any unit, which is an additional $84 value. That's exclusive to you, the podcast listener, now hearing this in real time. Lock this special offer by going to airdoctorpro.com and use promo code fasting for life. You guys know that we are very particular with who we partner with. And if it wasn't for this incredible company and this, the incredible results that we've seen, I would not be encouraging you to head to the website and take advantage of the Fasting for Life promo code. So if you support our sponsors, you are ultimately supporting us. We are grateful for you listening in. And now back to today's episode. Yeah, we we don't, right? It's, it takes it takes deliberate focused effort on that. And and that's the thing. Like there's when when you have that, when you're ready to to take it to the next level, like you have to you have to hit the gas and you have to follow that momentum. And you know, like the, the story that you're you're bringing up, um, Eddie from the group here posted that he actually dropped 90 pounds between May and October doing one meal a day, doing OMAD. And I mean, that is incredible. He's, he's not the first person that we've, that we've seen a post from, you know, is it the norm? No, there's no, no, like OMAD is a powerful tool, but most people don't, don't take it, you know, into the almost triple digit range as, as a long-term, you know, uh, like fix solution. Right. And that's, it's absolutely incredible, but I want to be the, clear here though. The first resource that we ever created was a one meal a day resource. Right. And it was because of our personal failures and a lot of the feedback that we'd heard about intermittent fasting. Like there was some stuff that was taking place when you got past that 16 to 18 hour mark, not just, you know, uh, uh, physiologically with consumption of calories and hormone balance and resist mm-hmm. insulin and all that, but it was like this mental thing. And then you started to feel the benefits and you're like, wait a minute. Now I actually feel like I have control to right. be able to pull those levers. Yeah. So I love that. You know, we, we do have people that, you know, are tri- triple digits, right. That j- mm-hmm. by doing OMAD. And it was interesting that when you saw that you're like, I don't have that kind of patience, <laughs> which was at first I was like, well, what do you mean? Like, look at the results you've gotten. Right. 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 But, but OMAD is like, OMAD is such a powerful tool, but this is, this is like five, five to six months 
of just persistent, consistent progress, just day in, day out, clocking in, getting the results, moving on to the next day. So, I mean, it is just consistently happening um, over time, but you know, like most people don't have that, that persistent patience like that to take it over that, that six month period and just do the same thing every day, see the results, but they're not going to necessarily show up on the scale every single day. I mean, even if you're dropping like 0.2, 0.3 pounds a day, it's not necessarily showing up. You're not always getting the feedback. And I think that's where my lack of, you know, patience is like, you know, in, in contrast to Eddie here. Yeah. You also have a a strategicness to you as well that it's like, well, no, I'm going to, I'm going to figure this out where I can, uh, (laughs) I can accelerate this. I want to try this. I want to get here. So like the reason I love this and shout out Eddie, like incredible work, um, you know, especially, you know, overcoming, you know, never mind just the weight loss, but the health challenges that come with that as well. So shout mm-hmm. out. Um, and to juxtapose that to the urgency piece is the low and slow method of that patient kind of just consistent, you know, Candace has one, been one of our, you know, original people yeah. who did a similar path. Right. Mm-hmm. And it just worked. Right. So um, the urgency piece to me comes in around this time of year, specifically because I remember what the holidays used to feel like, and they felt very uncomfortable for me because yeah. growing up in New England, uh, I used to have a lot of allergies and asthma and infl- inflammation and things like that. So, yep. um, you know, I didn't know I was insulin resistant. I didn't know that I was on the path to prediabetes and diabetes. I didn't really connect the dots as to what I was doing on a day-to-day basis and how it wasn't helping. And then around the holidays, it was just like, I would, I would know, you know, in my late twenties that I wouldn't feel great, right? Standard operating procedure, look around you, you know, around Thanksgiving and people are always like, Oh, I just ate so much. I just feel so full. I'm tired. It's the tryptophan. And I'm like, no, it's the bolus of food that just completely like turns your blood into caterpillar blood because yep. there's so much extra energy that's trying to be processed and your body's like, well, I don't know what to do with it. So I'm just going right. to shuttle it into the basement storage and into, <laughs> into yeah. fat storage because I don't and your liver is going to become filled with glycogen and your muscles are going to, you know, be stuffed to the brim with with, right. with short term energy stores. And your body just goes to sleep. (laughs) Yeah. And, um, I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I love the, you know, the, the next day Turkey sandwich on sour homemade sourdough with a little bit of cranberry sauce and a little bit of gravy or stuffing, depending on where you're from. Don't get me wrong. I love that. But looking back to those old holidays versus recently with fasting, I can know that I go into the, the, and we hear this from people as well. I can go into the holiday not needing to have that decision point of I'm just going to wait. I can still have some urgency simply by putting some boundaries and some frameworks in place because I know that what I used to feel like, I never want to go back there again. Yeah. Putting some boundaries, knowing you have the confidence, still being able to have a little bit of urgency and not just say, I'll just start after the new year because we know that doesn't work for the majority of people. We know that the stats show that, you know, long term that doesn't work either. So it's like, you know, patience is a virtue, as my grandma always used to say, and I never felt like I had any of it. So 
I accelerated my journey as well, got to maintenance and I've kind of just been hanging out, right? Not really having to have that extra urgency. Mm -hmm. So I just love the idea that um, we can, we can be counterculture. We can be uh, intentional. We can enjoy the holiday and still keep that level of urgency, um, you know, kind of, kind of in the shadows. Like we don't have to just give it up and be like, no, I'll just start. I'll start after the first of the year. Yeah. And like, uh, you know, Eddie, uh, he reminded me of that, that urgency whenever I, I saw that post and I was thinking about, you know, my own journey. And I mean, I, I probably spent several months, you know, just dropping the first 20 pounds, you know, doing, doing mostly OMAD and, you know, just mm-hmm. kind of experimenting and kind of pushing the boundaries and getting comfortable with the methods. And, you know, it just, it, it reminded me the fact that, you know, like you, you talked about kind of shoveling that, that, the, that extra energy into long-term fat storage. Well, like there's a physiological reason why that actually happens because when we sit down to a meal, especially if it's, if it's a more indulgent meal or let's say a holiday, you know, get together or there's desserts, um, anything that's going to keep insulin high, or we, you know, we just consume more than we normally would. We're, we're going to have to store most of those calories. Like we can only siphon off a few hours worth and then it's going to be our next eating opportunity. Right. So if we don't, if we're not deliberately fasting between those meals, um, to, to set up some boundaries so that insulin can come down, then we're, we're going to have to store those as long-term fat. But, you know, so that means each, each meal, each pound that I've, that I've accumulated, um, that created this time calorie debt for myself that I'm going to have to pay back if I want to, to lose that weight and to, you know, get to a healthier weight. So that, that, that's where, that's where the urgency comes in for me, where I said, well, here's the method it's working. I know what I need to do now. So how do I consistently do that over time? Let me get the process started and then let me find the ways to, to keep motivating myself to keep moving forward so that I can hit those long-term goals so I can get to the healthy weight so I can feel better allergies, asthma, sleep apnea, just like gone, fine pressure, all that stuff. Yep. Right. And, and then feeling better and like just going into the holidays, like I, I barely remember, but you, you just reminded me of like the insecurity that I would have right. going into the holidays. Like I don't really want to see all the family and friends and stuff like that. Cause I'm, I'm up a few pounds from last time I saw them like, like last Christmas. And I don't want to do that. And I don't want them to see me, you know, eating a piece of pumpkin pie, which I really enjoy. And I only eat once a year, but it's like, Boy. I, <laughs> but I know it's not what's, what's good for me in that moment. I wish I could enjoy it without the guilt. Right. But, you know, like, so figuring out how to get the process started and, and leave all that stuff behind like that, that was incredibly empowering. So let's unpack that here in just a second, but I want to make sure that we landed the plane on the fact that the myth of the holiday weight gain is five to 10 pounds. It's Mm -hmm. the fact that you can't lose it on the back end. And in, in this article, um, this, this researcher Cuck said, uh, that weight loss can be more complicated than typical recommendation, eat less exercise more. And I'm like, if, if I couldn't agree with that, I mean, I would, I mean, if I could jump up and down right now and the microphone would come with me, I'd be like, yes, that's it. Pick me, pick right. me. Like, like in the movie Shrek where the donkey's like, Ooh, 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 pick me, pick yeah. me. Like, I know the that answer. is, that is the, the crux of it. And what you just said there was you didn't want to have the guilt or that feeling or that. And that's what it was for me going into the holidays a few years back after losing all the weight. Mm-hmm. Like I knew that I had the confidence and the control and I actually enjoyed the holiday way, way more than I used to. And 
it's it's interesting because it's not really complex. Like what we're about to unpack here is not earth shattering new, you know, research. Like it's not, it's nothing like that profound. Right. But it's, it's the intentionality behind it. So I want to make sure, you know, as we frame out, you know, this next challenge that's coming up uh, that starts tomorrow. So it's not too late. Go to the website, uh, go to the show notes, um, uh, click on the link, get signed up. Uh, we're going to be, you know, starting tomorrow with just a, a level of excitement and energy that I never think we can top from the last time. And then every time we do a new challenge, I'm like, yep, that's my favorite one. Yep. That's my new favorite. Yep. That's my Great. new favorite. So um, we're really excited for that. That starts tomorrow. But as we unpack what we're going to do for the holidays, there's a few things um, of just taking a minute and looking at what is my end goal and delaying the commitment to put some intentionality in a few of these things we're about to mention into place. Mm -hmm. What does it look like to delay that versus to engage it now? And I'm going to say that our brains are typically going to make it more difficult than it really is. So you're like, ah, I know I'll just, I'll be better next time. I'll do it next time. I'll start on Monday. I'll start after my birthday. I'll start after that wedding we have. I'll start after Thanksgiving. I'll start after 4th of July. I'll start after vacation, right? So the number one thing to really go into this holiday season with is one, do the challenge. If you've done a challenge, come back. It'll be a great reset, Mm -hmm. great re-engagement. But having a plan, yeah, knowing where you're going, when you're going, how many houses you're going to, if you're getting together with family, Mm -hmm. Um, if you have traditions like specialties that you like to indulge, like even from the the article that we referenced today a few times, it was like, pick your favorite dessert and only eat the amount that it'll take you to be satisfied. So these small little decision points, but having a plan and taking into account, you know, setting some boundaries and setting some time windows, like time-restricted feeding research articles, which means you're limiting the window of opportunity to spike insulin and blood sugar, mm-hmm. which are, which fat stores, weight gain, fatigue, brain fog, you know, post uh, Thanksgiving naps, all right. of that stuff. Um, yeah. Time restricted coma, time restricted feeding, food comas, time restricted feeding really is been shown to be powerful. So just mm-hmm. setting your window, don't start eating when you get to the house, wait until the meal. Yeah. Yeah. So little stuff like that, but let's, let's go through a few more. Yeah. You get there at 11. You don't have to start eating at 11, right? Like, and maybe dinner's at four. It doesn't have to be like a six or seven hour grazing. Graze. Session, yep. Right. Yeah. Like, and, and I'm, and, and I'm not saying don't enjoy all the things that are there. Don't, don't sample them and things like that. But even if you condense that, that six, seven hour grazing session down to maybe like two hours, even four hours is going to be better where you have enough time to to socialize and to enjoy, but you also had enough time where insulin levels got to come down. You actually got to to tap into some of that long term fat storage instead of just putting more in the whole time. A little bit of of boundary and structure, you know, goes a long way right there. Yeah. So for clarity, have a plan, set some boundaries, put some time restricted feeding windows in there, right? 
mm-hmm. choose your indulgences. No, you're going to have grandma's. Um, you said pumpkin pie, but I'm yeah. I'm not on that. I'm nope. You can have it. Apple, you can have the pecan pie? pies. You can have yeah. the sweet potato pies. You can have all that stuff. Now, if you give me a cherry or an apple or or mm. a blueberry or something like that, yeah, that's more of my. You know, not a big dessert sweet person. I like the savory, salty stuff, but yeah, making sure you're putting that in there so you have something to look forward to, but you're also setting some boundaries around it too is really kind of the first part of going into um, and coming out of, you know, the holiday season with some success. Yeah. So like, and, and, but even that, even the pies by themselves, like you go into the grocery store, it's like pies everywhere. Right. right? And like, if that's your thing, even if schools have like fundraisers and stuff for it. Yeah. Right. It's crazy. Right. Like baked goods are like everywhere this time of year. But the, the thing about it is even if you don't normally get yourself a pie but it's something that you you want like you can go to the grocery store you can you can buy a single slice you know, like how many times do we hear oh man like i went off the rails on the weekend or like there were like somebody brought over because you bought the like, whole pie you bought the whole pie right you bought or the somebody, gallon of ice cream and not the right, pint right yeah. like like control control in the moment in that buying decision moment buy the smaller one you know just like the the boundaries start right there in that moment. Or if somebody brings you over like a tray of brownies, cut out a brownie or two, give away the rest of it. Don't, don't set yourself up for that whole, like, Oh man, I don't know what happened. I just ended up eating the whole tray, you know, over the weekend. And now I regret it. And now what do I do? Should I do a, should I do a hundred hour fast now to undo the the tray of brownies? No, no, you shouldn't. This is a, that is a great point. So putting your window, putting your indulgences, picking your, your things that you're going to love to enjoy the family traditions, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can also do some tangible things in the window, which would be like um, before and after, which you just talked about, but also like start with some veggies, start with a salad. Yeah. Um, you know, don't stand near the snack table, right? Like I know when I was in full-time clinic, we would get treats and stuff delivered to us consistently, but more, mm-hmm. you know, in the fall season, like, there'd be stuff everywhere. And my staff would be like, how do you not eat it? I'm like, well, I send it home with you. Yeah. (laughs) Like take this home out of the office. I got my one. I've got my one. Yeah. This needs to go like bring it next door to the title company. Let them have it. Right. Get it out of my space. Right. Uh So um, just when you said that, it brought me back to that, but a couple of things you can do intentionally not doing a hundred hour fast coming in and out of Thanksgiving and prepping for you to go crazy and then, right. you know, reparations on the back end, like we want to create these healthy habits long term in this healthy relationship with food, which is part of the weight loss and, you know, uh, struggles that people deal with. It's yeah. it's not the food, it's it's the stuff that causes us to go to the food a lot of the times as well. So, um, you know, starting the meal, you can do, you know, higher, uh, you know, even like protein is yeah. good because it's more satiating, right? So, I know my wife, sometimes we'll go on date night and she'll have a protein shake before we go on date night. <laughs> and I'm like, what are you like? That's actually inherently kind of genius, right? I'm right. like, yeah. she's setting herself up. She knows what she's getting off the menu. She's looked at the menu ahead of time. Do the same thing with the holidays. But mm. leading into, there's no need to do a long extended fast prepping for the holiday, right? Because that gives your body and your mind the ability to be like, okay, well, I've created the space for it. Well, if you've yeah. still got the weight to lose, you really haven't. You're just going to you know, put, put that additional time or calorie debt commitment into the equation. So start with some consistent, shorter, fast, do a little ramp up, do an, do a 22, a 24 and a 30, do 
uh, three or four days of OMAD, you want to get the glycogen down so your body doesn't just shuttle all of that excess into long-term storage, like putting it in the deep freeze, right? As we mm-hmm. like to say. Yeah. And then on the back end, Tommy, coming out, a similar concept. Yeah, absolutely. Like bookending a holiday like this with those 20 to 24 hour fasts is an excellent way to drop the glycogen down, be able to tap into those long-term fat stores. And then even if like, even if Thanksgiving was, was overly indulgent, there's, you know, multiple meals or, you know, whatever the case may be on, on the back end of that, just getting right back into, you know, 18, 20, 24 hour fast consistently over the next few days is going to be um, sufficient to drop the glycogen down, tap back into the long-term yep. fast and burn through, you know, whatever, whatever came in uh, during the, during the holiday time. And then you're, you're right back on track. Yeah, you've really never gotten off track if you've done yep. what we just talked about here. So yeah. hopefully that is helpful. Hopefully it gives you a plan. Um, challenge starts tomorrow. Go to the show notes. Uh, if you're waiting to join, the time is now. We are putting the urgency back in. This is the last one uh, for this calendar year. And then the next one is going to be in late January. So um, yeah. don't wait. Hop on board. We'd love to see you on the inside, as we like to say. Um, and then put in some of these these tangible action steps uh, in terms of setting the intention and some boundaries through this holiday season. Uh, we had great conversations there, Tommy. We we debunked the myth that, you know, five to 10 pounds during the holidays, but it's that cumulative effect over the years that we want to avoid. So yeah. if you've been with you us, know, go ahead. You know, what I, well, what I was going to say is that the 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 whole reason for the challenge being right now, and if you're you're thinking about it, but you're kind of on the fence, you're going into the holiday season, this, this could give you a jump, like a two month jump start on like going into next year and the momentum that you can start. So if you, if you have some longer term fat goals, like fat loss goals that you want to get into, this could be the way to get a couple months ahead of it and get the ball moving in the right direction. Then going into the holiday season with not just a plan, but like, but new results and then continue that into next year. So that, that's why I cannot we're, believe we're we hadn't brought that up. Like, yeah. this is the fast track. Like, yeah. punt play on words there. Like, this is the fast track. The mm-hmm. average weight loss is about eight pounds during these challenges. So, yeah, absolutely. Didn't even think about the timing of it, right? But like, yeah, that right there is the, the start of 2022 can look much, 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 much different than the start of 2021, yeah. 2020, 2019, 2018, et cetera. So great point. Um, I think that's a perfect bow uh, on this episode and this conversation. So Tommy, as always, thank you, sir. Uh, and we'll talk soon. Thank you. Bye. So you've heard today's episode and you may be wondering, where do I start? Head on over to thefastingforlife.com and sign up for our newsletter where you'll receive fasting tips and strategies to maximize results and fit fasting into your day-to-day life. While you're there, download your free Fast Start Guide to get started today. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure to leave us a five-star review, and we'll be back next week with another episode of Fasting for Life.